welcome to the podcast, Letters to the Living, a spiritual soul healing show about death, grief, and the afterlife. I'm your host, grief medium, Miranda May. I read personalized letters that I wrote to a living soul who is walking the grief healing path. Each letter delivers a powerful message that could bring hope, peace, and love within your journey. Thanks for being here with me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Letters to the Living. This week's conversation is another one I am just super passionate about. If someone were to tell me three years ago that I would be recording a podcast episode about bullying and my experience with being teased, I would have looked at them sideways. My teenage years were painful to talk about. I was ashamed of my high school days. But today, and being here and recording this episode, is confirming how far I've come, and I no longer carry that shame. It just feels good to be in this place in my life where I can freely talk about being bullied and how I overcame those unwanted emotions. And it feels good to be a voice and to spread some love and awareness around this topic. You know, I've said it once, and you're going to hear me say it over and over again. We are all in this together. We are in life together. And we've got to start leaning on the ones we trust and surround ourselves with the people who make us feel good and the people who support us. There's a lot to cover today in just a short amount of time. I'm sure there will be a follow-up episode, but for now, we are going to dig deep and talk about bullying, my experience with it, and what I feel could be a leading prevention for this senseless act. And then, of course, I will conclude this episode by sharing a letter I wrote to Tina Meyer who is the mother of Megan Meyer. Megan took her life in 2006 after being cyberbullied by adults on MySpace. And 16 years later, Megan's legacy continues to shine. Her family created a foundation in her honor, which raises awareness and support for other families who need guidance. So I've got to ask you all a question. Do you think bullying is something that will one day go away? You know, if we talk about it enough and bring awareness and solutions that work, do you feel it'll become a non-issue? Or is bullying something we will always struggle with? I'd be curious to know what you think. Since the 1800s, bullying is a societal issue we've been battling. And I don't see any signs showing that this peer-to-peer harassment is going to magically disappear. And with all the social media platforms, bullying has escalated. But to be fair, we have come a long way over the last 200 years, so we have seen some progress. But do any of you also feel like we're chasing our tails with this? You know, there are many organizations out there supporting the prevention of bullying, but then why is it still a prevalent issue? You know, if I can be candid, I feel we are going at it from the wrong direction. To me, I feel the prevention isn't around criticizing the bully and trying to change the behavior of that person. The real prevention lies within us and how we can learn to control our own emotions. This is the awareness we need to start teaching. To me, bullying is real. I know firsthand how destructive it can be to the mental health of kids and adults because I was one of them. For 20 years, I was telling myself the story of how I wasn't good enough pretty enough or smart enough. I wasn't enough of anything. 
All the negative words I was telling myself was ultimately holding me back in life. And there was a major disconnect between the life I was living and the life I wanted. For years, I wondered where this story came from. Why was I talking to myself this way? Why was I believing it? And it wasn't until I started doing the inner work of changing myself when I realized that being bullied and teased in high school was a root cause of why I was limiting myself. And I honestly had no idea that I was still carrying that baggage from the past. Now, if you were to compare my bullying experience with other stories out there, most would say that I had it mild. Maybe I did, but it's not a competition because my experience was just enough to set me back and lead me down the path of self-destruction. When the teasing and name-calling started, it wasn't too long until I started to check out. I was skipping school, not showing up, C's were passing, I was barely doing the classwork, I dropped out of the debate team, which I loved, and I almost didn't graduate high school because I couldn't pass a math class. And the worst part of it all? I was still surrounding myself with the kids that were bringing me down. I was silently struggling because no one understood the emotional pain I was going through. And I carried this story with me for decades because I never gave myself the opportunity to learn from it or heal from it. High school was a painful memory. I hated talking about that time in my life. But today, I now look at high school as my greatest teacher because I learned that I played a huge part in my experience. I was the leading role. You see, this isn't about the kids who teased me or called me names or literally lit my jeans on fire. This is about me and the part I played. You see, I was the one who allowed their words to hurt me. I allowed their actions to affect my life. And not just in high school, but 20 years down the road. I was not in control of my emotions. They were. We are both responsible. Now, some of you might be saying, Miranda, be easy on yourself. You were only 15. How could you have known to handle that differently? There's no way you could have controlled your emotions. You were so young. I completely disagree. I was old enough to not allow them to make me feel a certain way. I was old enough to do something different. I was old enough to control my emotions. The only problem was that there was no one in my life to teach me this. And that's why I'm here, recording this episode, to be a voice, to bring awareness, and to shout from the rooftops that being bullied, teased, ridiculed, cyberbullied, ostracized, shunned, will never go away unless you make the choice to not participate. We will never be able to change the behavior of the bully because we cannot control others. We can only change ourselves and control our own emotions. So you can either let these trolls destroy your self-confidence and tell you you're not good enough, or you can plant your feet in the solid earth below, feel that strength, feel that courage inside, and you do something different. The more you continue to practice your inner strength, your inner love, your inner power, your inner voice, you will be able to ignore anyone and everything that brings you down. Let me say that again. The more you continue to practice your inner strength, your inner power, your inner voice, your inner love, you will be able to ignore anyone and everything that brings you down. If you notice that you're allowing someone else's words and actions to affect you in a negative way, 
especially when you did nothing wrong, then you must take a step back and ask yourself, do I need to take on their energy? Do I need to hold on to their words? And why am I taking it so personal? And every time you do this exercise, you will be given another chance to take back control of you and your emotions. Awareness is everything. So I want to teach you a tool that me, my husband, and kiddo often do at home when someone brings us down or gets under our skin. We call this our Jedi mind trick exercise. And here's how you're going to do it. You're going to close your eyes and you're going to imagine the bully or your troll in front of you. And you're going to think of all the hurtful words and actions they've done and they've said to you. I want you to really fill into this for a a few moments. I want you to hear those words, feel all the negative emotions, and then I want you to take your hands and you're going to place them in front of you, front of your chest, so you can see the back of your hands, and you're going to literally make the motion and push those words back to that person and tell yourself, I'm not taking on your energy. I'm not holding on to your words. Your pain is not my pain. Push their words, their actions, and their energy right back to them because it is not yours to carry. Bullies are only projecting their own darkness, their own troubles, and their own insecure feelings about themselves onto others. They try and suck anyone they can into their black hole so they don't feel like they're rotting alone. Don't go into their dark space. Stay in your light. You know, I often think about this scenario often. If I were to sit down and pour two cups of coffee, pull out a box of tissues, and have a real heart-to-heart conversation with a bully, my first question would be, what are you suffering from? What loss and what grief in your life is creating so much pain for you to cast this much hate in the world. And when I say we can't change the behavior of the bully, we can't. They have to dig deep. They have to do the inner work and they have to heal their own trauma. And while they're working on that, we need to continue to master our own emotions. It really has nothing to do with you. They are probably suffering more than we will ever know. Every few months, we have to take inventory of our life to see what's lifting us up and what's bringing us down. And when we become aware, we can begin to take small steps to eliminate what's negatively affecting us. So here's an example. If the majority of your stress or the disconnect you feel within stems from social media, step away. Take a break. Go find a book. Listen to a podcast. Do anything that will lift you up. And if you're being cyberbullied and you continue to scroll and read their hurtful comments, you're playing the biggest part in this story. Now, for some of you, Instagram isn't the issue. You have no intentions of deleting any personal accounts. But maybe the stress or the bullying is someone in your life at work or home or the community who constantly knocks you down. And if that's the case, If you can, remove yourself from the situation, create some boundaries, and begin to be the boss of your own emotions. Today, you get to decide who's in control of your feelings. 
Take control of your life and your emotions and delete what's not serving you. Step away from the problem until you're able to find peace within yourself. Build a small tribe around you who will support the new path you're creating for yourself. See, I have a dear friend who I've known for 29 years. This was the friend in high school that I was able to turn to on my darkest days because she got it. She understood the emotional pain that is caused from being bullied because she also has past memories of being teased and made fun of that has forever changed her. Today, she is the top-ranked fashion stylist in New York. Her passion and purpose is to help women discover who they are and how they show up in the world. My friend is working to heal her own adolescent wounds, but while she continues to do the work, she still finds this inner force and this inner strength within her to help women make a profound and confident statement in their life. So when I say transform your grief and your pain into purpose, this is what I'm talking about. Do not let your past wounds dictate your future. Let it be your fuel to help change yourself and the world around you. Parents out there, if your child is struggling with being bullied, teach them the steps on how to master their own emotions. Teach them to not take it personal. Teach them that it has nothing to do with them. And it's okay if you're learning this too, because together you can grow as a family. Practice the Jedi mind trick exercise and push that negative energy back to the enemy. You don't need that drama. Find your gift, shine your light, because we need you. Okay, that's it for now. Please stay tuned to listen to the letter I wrote to Megan Meyer's mom. I have posted a link on my show notes if you'd like to read Megan's story. Thank you everyone for being here today. Until next time. Dear Tina, sometimes I struggle finding the right words. I'm nervous to read this letter because I'm not sure how you'll take it. It is a little strange that some random person is sending you a grief letter 16 years later, but I always believe in divine timing. So I have to trust you're hearing this letter exactly when you're supposed to. Or maybe I'll always be the loony Santa Fe lady who wrote you a letter. Either way, I'm willing to take the risk. Just two days ago, when I was creating this episode, I wasn't sure who I was going to write this letter to. I thought it was going to be generic and address it to all families who've lost a loved one from being bullied. But when I came across the Megan Meyer Foundation, and when I read your daughter's story, I knew you were the one I wanted to write this letter to. You see, most of the letters I write are for living people who visit me in my meditations. But it wasn't you who came through. It was a departed soul who visited me about three months ago. Our visitation together was brief, but the little time we did connect, they made me feel like their passing was related to a bullying incident. And the only reason I would know this is because the soul showed me my high school days and I used to associate high school with bullying. I wasn't sure why this soul came to visit me, but I knew they were there for a reason. I said to them, if there's any messages you want me to give, then lead the way. So here I am, the loony lady in Santa Fe reading you a grief letter. But all kidding aside, I do feel I was guided to you. I can't prove that it was Megan who visited me three months ago but I'd like to believe it was her. 
We are one month shy of Megan's 16th anniversary, which pushed me even more to write this letter to you. I can only imagine how much life has changed since October 2006. And I have to commend you, Tina, for finding light when your world felt dark. You were able to find a purpose from your grief and start a new foundation in honor of your daughter. And I think that is heroic. I'm sure it's not easy walking this path, but because you have pushed past your fears and because you stand up for a cause you believe in, I'm sure you have saved many lives. We are all in this together. One of the hardest parts of working through a tragedy and working through your grief is that you are forced to build the new life while finding the new you. And that is no easy feat. I'm sure there are days that feel impossible, but somehow and some way you get through each day. People are forever changed after experiencing a death and we will all grieve in different ways. When we change, it's natural to go separate ways. Sometimes walking our own path is what's for the best. And maybe one day, paths from the past will cross again. People come into our lives at different times for different reasons. And it's important we don't place any expectations on other people or ourselves. We just have to do our best each day. But we get to decide what our best looks like. We get to decide how this journey plays out and how we will show up. Looking back, what was one of the hardest parts for you? I know for me, it was the physical absence. When we can't see or hear our loved ones any longer, that is one of the toughest parts. I know those agonizing thoughts of wanting just one more day. I know those thoughts of being able to say one more thing or have the chance to hug them one more time. But if you were to close your eyes and settle your mind, I bet you could feel her presence embracing you. And if you were to take a few deep breaths and quiet the noise around you, I bet you could hear her. Perhaps you've already experienced this type of connection. Maybe you already know that she's always talking to you and loving on you. And I hope with time you have been able to release any painful emotions you were holding on to. I hope you were able to create a life where you can find joy and happiness in the day. I hope you are able to freely talk about Megan and the beautiful person she is. It's important to not associate our loved ones with the cause of their death. We have to love and cherish the good times. We have to remember them for the incredible person they are. I'm sorry you have to experience this life lesson. I'm sorry for what Megan had to go through. But never forget that you are still her mom. And never forget you were the best mom for her. She is still with you, walking next to you as you journey through life. You're making a difference, and she is very aware of all the love you are sharing with the world. Hopefully we can personally meet one day, Tina. Until then, keep shining your light. With love, Grief Medium, Miranda May.